0: What it is, yo? What's up? This y'all's talk sports, Deontay Smith. It is me once again. It is Kagan once again. We're gonna go ahead and get into these rankings. Appreciate y'all for listening. Hey, Kagan. What's up, man? How's it going, today? Pretty good, man. Thanks for joining me for the week three rankings. But before we do that, let's take a look at week two. How'd you do? Uh, well. I improved week two
1: across all, you know, categories except for uh, tight ends. I actually went uh, backwards in tight ends, so uh, not necessarily a terrible thing. Uh, You know, we talked about it earlier. Uh, The tight end spot is uh, still really uh, volatile, you know, outside
0: Mm -hmm. the first few, so. Not it, too concerned there. Was it Robert Tunyon that ruined you?
1: Well, you know, not ruined me. It was, it's Kittle again. You know, so we'll, you know, we'll hop into quarterbacks first and we'll work our way there. But, uh, you know, this week, um, you know, I had four picks within four spots. ESPN had six. I have one dead on and ESPN had two dead on. Um, So, uh, pretty – actually, we had zero dead on this week. Sorry, I was looking at last week, so we had none dead on this week. Um, They finished at minus 5.1. I finished at minus 6. So, uh, in case you don't remember, last week we both finished at – I finished at 11.3. ESPN finished at negative 11.7. So, still – uh, we're still over projecting guys a little bit, but we're getting closer back, you know, we're getting closer to that zero, which is where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like I said, it's kind of like, uh, uh, you know, negative or, or plus you want to be as close to zero as possible. Uh, some guys that hurt me in my quarterback rankings, uh, and really, you know, I'm looking at this list and Dak cost me 21 spots I had him, had him ranked eighth and he finished 29th. ESPN also had him ranked eighth, and he, you know, so it cost them 21 spots as well. But across the board, uh, for, you know, for my week two rankings, I had a lot of single digit, uh, you know, differences, which is good to see. Uh, Mahomes, you know, Mahomes was minus, he finished ninth. I had him first. Uh, Jackson, I did pretty well. I had him third, he finished second. Um, So Burrow hurt me. I had him at 10. He dropped down to twenty-five. As good as they looked week one, I really I really thought they'd have a better week two, but right. They did not. Uh so they disappointed me a little bit. Uh, you know, I guess I gotta stop disrespecting Jalen Hurts. I've been putting him outside of my top <laughs> ten
0: through two weeks and he's been right there both weeks. So So let me ask you a question. So when it comes to Dak having such a low floor now. Um, Do you feel like a lot of that is because of the lack of rushing he's done? He's only rushed four four carries for 13 yards this year. Is that going to be a lot of the reason why you see him kind of like, I guess, being unpredictable? Yeah, uh,
1: it is. You know, he hasn't really ran as much as he has in the past. Uh, So he's definitely, uh, you know, not up there. If you look at our top ten this week uh, was – Uh, Kyler Murray at one, Lamar Jackson, two, Tom Brady, three, Rodgers, four, uh, Daniel Jones, five, Cousins, six, Wilson, seven, Carr, eight, Mahomes, nine, Bridgewater, ten, Murray, Mm -hmm. Jackson, Daniel Jones. uh, Those guys are up there. That's, you know, three of the top five right there are, you know,
0: rushing. You know, they're, they're getting those rushing yards, those rushing attempts. Yeah, Jimmy G rushed eleven times last week, which really shocked me. He's a he's he's free for anyone to pick up in our league. And yeah, also had ten carries for eighty-two yards. It's crazy when it comes to uh, the ceiling that you get with those guys when they rush in our league. Yeah, it really is. Uh, you know, they, that really helps you out, especially with us going to that
1: half point per carry. Uh, you know, gives a little more value to those running
0: quarterbacks, which I and like. A, yeah, and it, and it does, it gives a lot of value to guys that uh that you don't normally like. Daniel Jones, it he is probably not roster in fifty percent leagues right now. Um, let me take a look and see. Yeah, he's thirty percent roster across ESPN leagues, and that's up eighteen percent from a week ago. But in our league, man, he's he's been rostered since day one. Right, just because uh, he's been valuable since day one, just because he does rush. And, man, it, it, it really makes a difference in these quarterbacks.
1: Yeah, uh, I agree. Uh, you know, he's one uh, that he he's actually one on my list coming up this week that I'll talk about that he, he has value in our leagues that some of our listeners might be lis- listening to and going like, what? But, you know, he's got a little bit of value in our league. Plus, you know, we're – We're 14 teams, so, you know, you're almost half the league in in quarterbacks, you know. uh, So
0: sometimes you just got to dig for a goal. So let's go ahead and get into those uh, quarterback rankings. Who do you have number one this week? So this week I have – I went with Kyler
1: Murray this week. So number one. uh, Got Kyler Murray at one. Uh, I have Josh Allen at two. I have Jackson at three. Mahomes at four. Russell Wilson at five. I have Herbert at six, which is you know I'm still faithful in him. <laughs> he hasn't he hasn't finished very strong so far, but uh, I got faith in him this week. Uh, I got Rogers at seven. I still have Dak up there, man. Um, it's 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 probably a gutsy move. Uh, but it, even when he's not running, you know, if he comes out and has a game like week one, where he's throwing pretty well, I think he can still go, you know, score. I think he had seven points in our league. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, had an interception, no touchdowns. That really hurt him. I don't see that happening often. Uh, Brady at nine. I actually have Daniel Jones on my list this week at 10. Uh, Stafford at 11, Sam mm-hmm. Darnold at 12 hurts at 13. And I have Ryan at 14 and Golf at 15. So I did expand out uh, this week. You and I mentioned that I added five to every position across the board. Um, a few of the guys I want to talk about on this list is Daniel Jones. Uh, so through two weeks, he has finished as QB 15 week one and QB five week two. Uh, and man, I just look at who he is facing this week. Uh, The Falcons have given up eight touchdowns to quarterbacks through two weeks and no interceptions. Uh, On top of that, they've given up uh, 65 yards rushing to the quarterback through two weeks. Uh, And I think uh, Jones could potentially give them problems. Um, You know, I think that's going to be one of those uh, matchups where – you don't see a whole lot of defense being played on either side, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, and not that they're either one of those offenses are extremely spectacular, but uh, they both give up a lot of yards, which is also why I have Ryan in my top 15 this week. Uh, So uh, Falcons, like I said, giving up the most touchdowns to quarterback this year. So, you know, uh, Jones looked really good against Washington. Uh, I had a 58 yard touchdown call back. And then he had a drop, a (sighs) terrible drop by Slayton in the end zone. Uh, Please let him make it, man. Yeah, and he still finished five. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Still finished five for us. So he's one I wanted to talk on. Uh, You know, Josh Allen at two. Uh, I like uh, him going against uh, the uh, Washington football team this week. Mm -hmm. You know, kind of what I just talked about. You know, uh, Daniel Jones – had, you know, 94 rushing yards and a touchdown against that defense. Uh, and he had a 58-yarder called back, like we said. So uh, I look for Allen. He hasn't he hasn't ran much uh, this year. Is but, that by, des- by design or – You know, I think so. But at some point you have to – you know, if you're the head coach, you have to say, hey, look, we're boxing him in by not allowing him to just play football, you know. And I think that's what makes Josh Allen so good. Uh, you know using his legs and creating space for digs downfield uh, drawing that defense in Uh, you know I think that's kind of got you know something to do with why digs has been so low as well through these two weeks they're just not rolling him out as much as they did last year Uh, and I think this is kind of a good
0: week for them to get back to that so will they lean on Allen that's what you expected to lean on Allen or will they lean on Zach Moss who I just traded Uh, for I, I think it's gonna be Allen, man. That Washington <laughs> that Washington front's
1: good. Uh, you know, they've they've been torched through the air, but uh through two games they, they haven't given up a whole lot on the ground. I think they've given up 162 rushing yards to the running back this year. Um mm-hmm. uh, so you know, you do did math through two games you're looking at about eighty yards, you know, not they're pretty tough but the quarterback Quarterback can get out there make some things happen. Danny Johnson that, and Allen I feel is much better athlete than that. Yes, uh, for sure. You know, and kind of segueing into Herbert, uh, kind of one of the reasons I have him as high as I do this week. Again, uh, you know he hasn't he hasn't used his legs much this year either. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but he's got Kansas City this week. And Kansas City's got, you know, they've given up two rushing touchdowns to the quarterback, and they've given up 114 yards on the year. So, uh, you know, I look for that to be a game where Herbert kind of gets his rhythm as well. Uh, you know, these two guys, Herbert and Allen, to me what makes them so useful is the rushing. Uh, so, right. you know, I'm expecting them to get back to that. If not, you know, these they could burn me being
0: so high on my list let me ask you this uh in your top 15 you left out Justin Fields who will be the starter this week with Chicago <laughs> do you feel like uh he could sneak into your top 15 uh you know
1: i think so he's got he's got the ability um you know the uh, the browns have been surprisingly okay uh, against the pass, not great, you know, not, not great by any means, but they're kind of middle of the road uh, against the quarterback, uh, you know, giving up him, I think, a little over 500 yards through two games isn't terrible. I know game flow's had a little bit to do with that, but uh, I wouldn't quite trust
0: him in his first start.
1: Had, hadn't seen enough of him.
0: So our team's a 14-team league, and you don't expect him to start on any team in our, in our league, correct? No, I don't think so. Not this week. I think maybe if he has a good week,
1: maybe he'll start. He'll he'll start getting some starts a little later down the road. Okay, let's see. So you have honorable mention this week. I do. Uh, before we get an honorable mention, though, I do. I want to touch base on one more quarterback I have highlighted here is uh, Sam Darnold. Uh, I have him at twelve. Ooh, he's uh, he has man. He's going against. He's going against Houston this week. Uh I was looking at some numbers on Houston. Uh, Houston, through two weeks, has given up uh, three 20-plus-yard touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, a 22-yarder in week one to Manhurts against the Jags, a 41-yarder week one to DJ Chark week one against the Jags, and then a 33-yarder to Felton uh, week two against the Jags. Uh, man, and I look at uh, – Darnold and Robbie Anderson and how well they've looked through two weeks together in, a, in new uniforms, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and Anderson I think has the ability to take the top off defense. So I can see them connecting on a couple big ones this week, uh, at least one. Uh, so I think Darnold, he's got a solid day looking for, you know, I think he's got some pretty good, uh, weeks ahead of him, but especially coming up this week. He's finished as QB 14 both weeks in our league. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I bumped him up two spots from what he's been finishing at 12. I think that's a realistic goal. You know, I don't think he'll have spectacular yardage numbers. Uh, I think CMC is going to do most of the work against Houston, but uh, I could see him throwing for mid-200s, you know, 250, 260, somewhere in there with a couple deep touchdowns.
0: I can live with that because uh that means DJ Moore is gonna be getting some love. Yeah. And I and I don't mind that at all. So some
1: honorable mentions for me. Uh Kirk Cousins. Uh he's been on fire through the first few weeks, you know, at, surprisingly that defense has not played as well as I thought it would. So they've had to put points on the board to stay in some games, you know. Right. And and you know, adversely they jumped out ahead last week, 20 to seven and defense let them down. Uh, so, you know, I, I could see him going against Seattle this week. I could see that being another shootout, uh, you know, between him and Wilson. Uh, Mm
0: -hmm. so
1: I could see him throwing for, you know, another 300 yards this week, probably an interception, two touchdowns. Uh, he's been pretty consistently in the top 10 in our league. So, he could potentially be a top 15 guy. Um, I have a car up there. Uh the injury is what really kept him out of my 15. I you know, I hadn't really paid attention to what's going on there. Uh, so I don't know what issue he's dealing with, but uh he's done really well. Uh he's, you know, lit up Baltimore week 1. He played pretty well last week against the Steelers. Uh so yeah, had him as another honorable mention, a guy who could sneak into the top fifteen.
0: It's not bad. I I, I do like Derek Carr if he is uh if he's completely healthy. Uh, I don't like the people. I think he practices full of the day, but I don't I don't really like him missing his weapons like Josh Jacobs. Cause I really want them to lean on the running game.
1: Yeah, that hurts. Really to, yeah, know,
0: not having not having him definitely
1: hurts, and I think that's you know kind of why they're throwing as much as they are, but.
0: And man, it's gonna be difficult this week. Uh, Xavier, uh, Xavier Howard, and uh, is it Byron Jones? Yeah, Byron they're Jones. two corners, man. Yeah. Those are two shut down guys, man. So uh, I would expect Hunter Renfro and Derek Waller, Darren Waller to go off. Yeah,
1: uh, I. I don't know about Waller, and we'll get to that. We'll get to that when we get to my tight ends. <laughs> okay,
0: all right. So off to RBs. RBs.
1: I uh, last week uh, I did. I had a pretty good improvement on my running backs last week. Uh, week one I finished fifteen minus fifteen point seven. Week two I I finished minus seven point nine. Uh, so uh, closed the gap a pretty good bit. Um, you know I had a lot of picks with uh, pretty close. Um, had three with m four, uh, and I had zero dead on picks. But I had, you know, a few right there. The ESPN did really well this week with their running backs. They finished minus four point seven, and they had eight picks with m four. Uh, biggest eyesore for both of us was Kamara. Uh, you know, I had him at one. Uh, ESPN had him at. Uh, three, and he finished at 43. So, cost me 42 spots. Cost ESPN 40 spots. Um, the other biggest uh, for me, biggest drop was Gibson. I had Antonio Gibson at seven. He finished at 27. So, he cost me 20 spots. Outside of those guys, again, a lot of a lot of single digits on the board for me. Uh, you know, I, I have not been paying attention to ESPN's rankings when they put them out. Uh, so I don't know when they're putting their rankings out, but this is two weeks in a row that they hadn't had the uh, Thursday night games in their rankings. So they
0: must be a, uh, yeah, they must they must. Uh, yeah, so not, I, I don't I'll know if they're it. doing
1: it Thursday or or what. I, I'm not sure, but they didn't have Gibson included in their rankings uh, or Jones or anybody from you know McLaurin. They did, you, You'll see McLaurin pop up in my wide receiver rankings. They didn't have him in theirs. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if they just are – it's not that they're not using them. It's they're literally not putting Thursday night
0: players in there for sure. Yeah, it must be publishing. So when they – so when Alvin Kamar went eight rushes for five yards and four of six targets for 25 yards, is that a scheme issue or was Carolina taking Alvin Kamar out of the game? Man – I think it was Carolina taking Alvin
1: Kamara out of the game. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, that defense uh, this year for the Panthers looks really good, uh, especially against the running back. Uh, So through two weeks, they've only given up 57 rushing yards uh, and 50 receiving yards to running backs. So, you know, I just think that's their defense. Uh, You know, they came in, they were going to force Jameis Winston, they were going to stay committed to their defense. Forced Jameis Winston to beat him, and he couldn't beat him. Hmm. What is, I
0: mean? What are your thoughts? I just feel like they did not. Sean Payton did not make Alvin Kamara a focal point of the offense, and and because you can you can force a guy that you can get the ball to in multiple ways, almost how uh, the Ravens took Tyree Hill out of the game. Like you can scheme. Plays for like the uh, the little touch pass that everyone does. Yeah, just get the ball into those playmakers' hands; they'll make something happen. I just feel like uh, Peyton and Andy Reid both gave up on their key, key guy, key offensive guys uh, too soon or too early, and um and it's, it's frustrating as an owner because you're like, dude, Alvin Kamara yeah. is the best running back on the team. He's the best pass catcher on the team. There's no reason he should only touch the ball, what's that, 13 times? Yeah, that that offense should be running through him right now. I don't
1: care if you're scheming to stop it or not. It should, you
0: know, you got to exhaust the effort. Exactly. And I I just feel like uh, they just gave up on it too early. But Kamar's still a top-five RB, right? Not this week for me, but yes.
1: (laughs) Uh, You know, some – uh I, I think he's got another uh tough matchup this week. Um we'll get to that again. Uh doesn't doesn't necessarily look like it on a paper so to speak, but uh Patriots have been pretty tough against running back this year. So mm-hmm. uh you know, just for reference, our top 10 as well as probably most everyone's top 10 started off with Number one, Derrick Henry.
0: Uh,
1: (laughs) Aaron Jones finished two. uh, McCaffrey finished three. Tony Pollard finished four. uh, Dalvin Cook, five. Corderell Patterson, six. Eckler, seven. Zeke, eight. uh, Harris, Najee Harris, nine. And Nick Chubb, ten. Biggest surprise for me uh, this week, honestly, was – the Derrick Henry to be, you know, uh, we talked. He, he, I guess he heard heard your podcast. I don't know if you can see the viewers, but if Derrick oh, yeah. Henry, he, he's a freaking listener. Yeah. If Derrick, Derrick Henry's Nashville. one of them, he said, I don't know who this Kagan guy is, but
0: disrespect.
1: He uh, and he went off this week. Uh, so um, that second half, I, I just didn't see that. I really didn't. Um, you know, I was watching that game and I was like, Oh, will see. I just got this one. And then that happened and i was like whoa
0: <laughs> yeah man derrick henry is always good for an eruption and um i don't know how many more of those he's going to have in the new offense that he's in but yeah. i expected them to be able to run him at will by lining up three wide receivers i'm not sure why or how it has and i know the first week you had taylor Lewon getting abused by uh Chandler jones but man, this week was definitely a get right week.
1: Yeah. Uh outside of that, you know, I had Montgomery at five. He finished at seventeen. He cost me twelve spots. That was the only other, you know, I talked about Gibson and Kamara. Uh Montgomery was the only other one that cost me double digit spots this week. Uh and, you know, I'm I'm not concerned with it. I felt like he he's probably gonna carry the load a little more coming up this week if Fields is, uh is the starter. Have yep. they named him the starter yet? They Last have. I read, okay, cool. He's Last starter. I read, they uh, were
0: not sure they had Dalton listed as week to week. No, he's he's definitely in, and um, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be exciting. Um, that is going to be exciting. I'm excited him, to see that. I am not excited to see uh, to see him face off against. Uh, Miles Garrett. That's not something I wanted him to have in the first <laughs> game. But to me the secondary is soft enough uh is yeah. middle of the pack where he can at least have a great game with Allen Robinson. Yeah. Who I just acquired.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh so getting into my rankings for this week, uh at one I have McCaffrey, two Derrick Henry, three Dalvin Cook, four Eckler. I have Chris Carson up to five, uh, Aaron Jones at six, David Montgomery at seven. I have Zeke at eight. I have Najee Harris at nine. I have Saquon Barkley at ten. This is the first time he's cracked in my top ten or would have even been honorable mention. Uh, I have 11, uh, Jonathan Taylor, 12, Nick Chubb, uh, thirteen Kamara, fourteen Mixon, fifteen Edmonds.
0: Uh,
1: so jumping in Kamara, I you know I dropped him down there, man. Uh, yes. Uh,
0: Explain, last, you, man.
1: So last week he he did not look good as a runner, even though they did not give him as many carries as I felt like he should have had. Uh, he did not look good as a runner in my opinion. Uh and they have the Patriots coming up and Bill Belichick is known for taking the best player out of the game. And and Kamara is that player for them. Uh and you know, you're looking at running backs versus the Patriots this year and they haven't looked bad. Uh the Patriots have given up 202 rushing yards to running backs and 80 receiving yards, which sounds really good but they also haven't given up any touchdowns to running backs this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that scares me a little bit with Kamara. Uh, you know, uh, I think he's going to have the opportunities this week, but I, I think that Patriots defense, that 3-4 is going to be ready for him. Uh, you know, another tough, tough matchup for him, I think, in my opinion, especially when Bill Belichick is is known for taking the key guy out of the, the, the offense. You know?
0: Right. There's another guy you like,
1: uh, a guy I like this week is uh, actually, uh, Eckler. Uh, so I, I, yeah, I like Austin. I like Eckler this week. Um, you know, uh, he's got the Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs have given up four touchdowns to the running backs, they've given up uh, 62 receiving yards to running backs. I think Eckler's gonna have a good week. Uh, you know it might be garbage Tom it might be because they're losing and he's catching a lot of passes but uh, I think he's gonna have a solid week he finished uh you know finishing top 10 last week I think he finished up there I think I said seven uh mm-hmm. I think uh four is a pretty good bump for him uh Chiefs giving up third most rushing yards this season uh and the, the most touchdowns to running back with four so I think he's got a good chance of getting the end zone and Racking up some yards, whether it's in junk junk time catching passes or early in the game trying to get, get the ball going, you know.
0: Do you see him leading the team in receptions again? No, I don't see that. Okay. Uh, you know, Keenan, Keenan Allen's
1: target shares there. Mike Williams' target shares there. I think one of those two guys are probably the safer bet to lead them. Um, you know, I think. Eckler's got a good chance to be you know second or third this week but I think one of those two guys will lead him
0: right yeah after seeing him lead the team in carries receptions and total yards I was like bro please give this ball to somebody else because he's gonna I'm not gonna say it I don't want to see this happen but you don't want to put a whole lot on Austin Eckler. He has a lot of soft tissue issues. You don't, you know, and I've,
1: I've been outspoken about why I didn't trust Austin Eckler. When we were talking about our draft, uh, you know, I had the 14th pick and I thought he was potentially one of those guys who might've slipped to me in our league. And I was worried about it because I was like, man, do you take him? Do I not take him?" And I'm glad he did not make it to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, another guy, you know since we we mentioned it, uh, I hate talking bad about my Falcons like this, but uh, you know, they honestly have not been terrible uh, against running backs this year. Uh, I was looking at the numbers for defenses versus the running back this year in fantasy and uh, it hasn't it hasn't been terrible for them. They are uh, only given up about, Uh, 18.2 points that's based on some standard score and i'm pretty sure uh, but they've only given up about 18 points a game to running backs through a standard ppr score and so uh ours is probably a little bit higher than that but either way uh only given up 190 rushing yards uh through two games and only two touchdowns but they are giving up a lot of pass catches to the running backs. Uh, I think they are uh, giving up yeah, 94 yards receiving to the running back. I think this is a good week for Saquon Barkley to get get a, a rhythm. You know, I, I think he's had a lot of negative yards, which is one of those things Barkley. I, I've always seen him Barkley. You and I talk about it. He gets a lot of negative, a lot of negative, a lot of negative, One big play. No, I think this is one of those weeks where he can have that big play and then some positive yards, some positive yards, some positive yards because our defense is just not that great.
0: But I will tell you, man, if if you guys are leading in running back targets, that means your secondary is doing pretty good. Yeah. Right? Uh,
1: you know, I, I, but you, we lost A.J. Terrell last week. Uh, so I've been keeping a close eye on that. They still haven't said much about it. Uh, so I don't know that he's going to be ready, and if we lose him, that's a big blow for us. Uh, you know, second year guy, but he's been he's been pretty good for us. So.
0: Yeah, that would be a tough blow, especially yeah. with Akeenan uh, Island and Mike Williams coming to town.
1: Yeah, uh, another guy I got. Uh, you know, expanded out to fifteen this week. Edmonds was my number fifteen. Uh, no real reason I'm talking about him at being 15 i just like his matchup this week <laughs> against the Jags. uh you know this could be a big week for them uh and honestly you know i'm looking at defenses uh, rushing yards to running backs this year they are not the worst to be honest which i thought they would be uh the chargers the seahawks the chiefs the dolphins the giants the vikings the lions and the texans are all ahead of ahead of them in yards uh you know uh, but they've—that's another one of those teams. They've given up a lot of receptions to the to the running back, as mm-hmm. well as a lot of yards. Seventy-two uh, receiving yards through two weeks uh, to the running backs. And I look at Edmonds, and that's you know that's his skill set. Yes, catching passes. So uh, he's going to get some good runs probably too, because that defense is a little weak up front. So I could see this being one of those weeks where he might actually have more rushing yards than receiving yards. He's mm-hmm. going to have some of those sprinkled in. I think this
0: is one of those weeks, but he's still going to have receiving yards. So, And you – did you feel like he's the lead back over James Conner, or do you feel like he still is in that third down roll?
1: I still think he's kind of pigeonholed into that third down roll. But, you know, I think they've honestly been doing a really good job of using them both on early downs, mixing it up. I think they're really just trying to keep them both fresh because – you know, you look at both of those guys and neither one of them are known for being healthy, you mm-hmm. know, Connor was, you know, always questionable, uh, most weeks going into matchups and then probably guaranteed to miss a few weeks each year. And same thing with Edmonds. So I think a lot of it is really just some load management, you know, Edmonds might be lined out there for the first few drives and then, with Connor giving him breathers, and then the next few drives, it, it looks like it's been Connor and Edmonds giving him a breather coming in on third down. So right. I think it's just load management. I don't, I really look at them, you know, you hear the 1A, 1B a whole lot, and I really look at both of those guys as a 1A,
0: 1B. And that is Chase Edmonds out of Fordham, Fordham yeah <laughs> Yeah. Uh,
1: other than that, Uh, You know, some of these guys that are a little higher on the list, uh, Derrick Henry, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, they got a a tough matchup this week uh, against the Colts. Um, You know, Colts have been pretty stingy to the running back, you know. Uh, But um, I think that with the quarterback situation there, I think the Titans are going to have the lead early and be able to Lean on Henry for most of the game, so I think volume is going to keep him keep him up there. Um, Cook uh, right there at three Seahawks. You just heard me mention they they've been getting gashed. They uh, they are actually uh, bad. Yeah, they're pretty bad against the running back. Second most rushing yards to the running back this season and they have given up the most uh, receiving yards to a running back, 189 yards through two games, 20, 21 catches. And not that Cook is that involved in the passing game, but he is involved. You know, he can catch some passes. Uh, they'll, they'll throw it to him in the flat, and he'll run a couple drag routes <laughs> a few times a game. So uh, I like him this week. Uh, some honorable mentions for me uh were your boy damon harris thank
0: you Uh,
1: he is he is sitting at rb9 uh for the year in our scoring system so he's actually a top 10 running back in our setup uh he's finished as uh which is weird he's finished as 13 and 15 but he's still rb9 so some of these other guys must have been really inconsistent (laughs) uh but uh you know, he's he's ran pretty well. Uh, you know, he's he's ran pretty good. Um, they got a you know, a tough matchup against the Saints. Again, mm-hmm. you know, that front seven's pretty tough, but he's been getting the volume, he's getting some goal lines, so uh you know, pretty interesting matchup. He could sneak his way into the top fifteen. He's been right there, you know, thirteen fifteen. I could see him being there again, somewhere between ten and fifteen again.
0: Yeah. But so the, the front seven of the Saints doesn't bother you at all?
1: It like, doesn't. I mean, I think they're going to run – obviously, again, Bill Belichick, he's going to use one of his – he's going to use a down tight end to block. He might use full, bot, full back. And they're going to run away from Cam Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they have to lean on the run game. You know, Matt – They have to protect the rookie quarterback. I don't think they can go into New uh, Orleans. Is it at New Orleans? I think that – no, it's at home. It's at home. But still, I don't don't think they can go against New Orleans uh, and and turn it into a shootout. I think they're going to have to play some ball control, some game management, uh, let Mac Jones make some smart decisions and not force anything, and that's going to be relying on the run game.
0: I got you. Let's see. And he's averaging – yeah, well, he only has 162 yards in a year, so it's 81 yards per game. Yeah, if he, I think if he, if he, he had
1: 100 one game, I
0: think versus Miami. Yeah, so if we didn't get yeah. a bonus for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, the
1: rest of the the rest of my top 15, I think, is pretty. Uh, Zeke is a scare. Uh, I don't, I, you know, I know I had a good week last week, uh, but so did Pollard. You know, you and I talked about it earlier. I don't know. How that role is going to be there, but I, I got a feeling Zeke's name will help him get a little, little more action. Uh, and then uh, I, I really like David Montgomery this week. Uh, you know, you think about the Browns defense, and they are tough, don't get me wrong, but uh, they, they're at question. You know, they lost Landry. Uh, I doubt, I hadn't heard anything on oh, Beckham. Is he going to play this week?
0: He's clear to go. Well, he's a okay. full go at practice this week.
1: So, you know, we'll see how the chemistry looks between him and Baker. But, uh, I, you know, I don't think I – th- I think, you know, they could potentially be in a shootout, which would keep Montgomery running the ball, you know. So,
0: I like that game. Let's see. Yeah, he was – uh he practiced today. He was a full go. No no update on whether he's – if he's going to be uh, active or not. Gotcha.
1: Uh, another honorable mention for me uh was uh the gibson uh antonio gibson uh i took him out of my top 15 this week he's got a tough matchup against the bills um you know i don't you know i don't see that game being very script friendly for him to get a whole lot of uh, yards script friendly what do you mean now Who's the I, next I, cmc his, hey i think so <laughs> I, I think his but it scared me last week seeing McKissick in there uh, for the two-minute drill, uh, seeing the targets, you know, seeing the targets, the goal line carry, that really scared me a little bit. Uh, but uh, Rivera has said they envisioned him in the CMC role, so I think they got to get him involved. He's just that talented. Uh, so the target drop-off scared me. Uh, and this is, again, the Bills defense who, you know, they're really good Uh think they've only given up five catches to the running back all year. And mm-hmm. so if they're only giving up five all year, we're looking at two and a half average. And <laughs> uh, you know, his two targets are not gonna cut it for me. So but he he's he's the guy. So carries could pop him into the top fifteen, you know, but I didn't trust him. So gotcha.
0: Is it all for your honorable mentions? That is. All right, let's move on to tight ends or receivers, which one we want to do first. And we always got to do tight ends
1: first. We can't. We can't
0: end on tight ends. Let's go. Uh, All right, let me do it. Let me do it myself and see if I am right about your ranking. Okay. All right, so tight end, we got Travis Kelsey, right? Yes. Uh, we got Hawkinson. No. Okay. <laughs> so who's after Kelsey?
1: <laughs> yeah, Kittle. He's burning me, but I, I got good reason.
0: We'll we'll get to it. Okay. Who's number who's at the Kittle?
1: Gronk at three.
0: Uh I have Oh man. Gronk is so touchdown dependent.
1: He is. But uh, you know, touchdowns have been king for him so far. Uh I have Kyle Pitts at four. I have Hawkinson at five. You're just a fan, man. No, no. That's what, that's I mean, what, I am a fan, but uh, production as well. Hawkinson at five. Uh, Waller at six. I have uh, seven, uh, Mark Andrews, eight, Higby, nine, Dallas Goddard, and ten, Robert Cook. Tuck. What?
0: Oh,
1: <laughs> so we'll jump into the okay. Kittle. We'll jump in the Kittle first. Okay, yeah, okay, So Kittle's been burning me. Uh, you know, I had him uh, three, uh, four last week. He finished 25. I think week one I had him like two, and he finished like 30-something. It was mm-hmm. rough. He, he's been rough. Um, but uh, the 49ers have uh, your your Packers this week
0: yes.
1: uh and, and nobody match for him yeah nobody you know tight end, the tight end has been killing the Packers and the Falcons uh so Falcons have given up three touchdowns to the tight end Packers are giving up three touchdowns to the tight end uh uh and then they've given up 105 yards which not a whole lot of yards uh but You know, when you think about an offense that really runs through Kittle, whether it's passing or not passing, you know, I know Debo Samuel's been really showing out there. uh, But still, that offense really relies on Kittle, whether he's getting the targets or not. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's still getting a lot of the defensive attention. Uh, So uh, I look for him to get into the end zone this week finally against your Packers uh, and have a pretty good day. He always shows up in big games. So uh, I got him at two this week. Uh, Kelsey's Kelsey, never betting against that guy. Uh, it's just too hard. <laughs> Gronk, uh, Seattle. Uh, I mean, not Seattle. The Rams and the Bucks have been uh, pretty bad against the pass in general. Uh, they've been pretty good against tight ends. They're kind of on the higher end. You know, they've given up a lot of receptions. They've given up a decent amount of yards, but. Right. They haven't either one of them have given up many TDs to the tight end, but I look at uh, yeah, I look at you know the Rams Ramsey on the outside. Uh, so that's going to be a tough matchup. I think they're going to be uh, without Evans, possibly. No, so, without
0: uh, they're going to be without Antonio Brown.
1: You th- the wait, what?
0: He said going to be without Evans.
1: Yeah, isn't he? Is, he's questionable.
0: No, he's going to play. You
1: think he's going to play?
0: Absolutely. It's okay. Mike Evans,
1: bro. Well, even if he does play, he they're going to be without him because of Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> then, uh, so, then you know, I can, out. I can look to see them going to Gronk a little bit more this week, especially, again, in the red zone. It was nice to see Evans get those red zone targets last week, but – uh, you know, I think Gronk's been a red zone hog through the first two weeks, and I don't see that changing. You know, you mentioned it yourself. I think him and Brady are chasing that uh tight end QB touchdown record. Uh so <laughs> so I could see that happening. Um, you know, Kyle Pitts, uh, the Falcons have the Giants, and the Giants are one, two, three, four, five, six, sixth worth sixth. Worst defense against the tight end. They've given up 149 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, I really like Kyle Pitts' involvement last week in the offense. And I think uh, Atlanta's starting to find some some calm on offense, uh, but that offensive line is still terrible outside of Lindstrom and Matthews. Mm-hmm. So I think he's going to look to Pitts a lot for checkdown this week. Uh, so I think, I think this could be. Uh, the highest finish for Pitts this year. Um, and so that's why I like him. Uh, go ahead and get into Hawkinson because uh, I felt your I felt your reaction. I, I felt it. I can't I'm nowhere near you, but I felt it. Uh, <laughs> what I don't like about Hawkinson this week is who they're playing. Uh, they're playing Baltimore and Baltimore has given up 245 yards and two touchdowns to the tight end. But you have to look at who they had last week. Uh, You know, 109 of those yards came from Travis Kelsey. Uh, So, uh, I I just think it's a tough matchup. The Ravens, I see what they did to Hill. You know, they completely took Hill out of that game. Uh, Played two deep safety for most of the game had someone over the top of them when they didn't go to deep safeties. Uh, And I look at what Hawkinson is to this offense. And he is the, you know, we talked about it already. He is the wide receiver one. So I look for Baltimore to really key in on him and try to take him out of the game and kind of zone in on him uh, from a defensive perspective. Uh, So I think it's going to be a tough week for him. I mean, he's still, you know, he's still five, but, uh, I think that's probably his his floor, to be honest, but his ceiling's probably not much higher this week. I got you, but
0: man, ugh.
1: he looks great, man. He yes, looks he really does. great, and I'm not not doubting that. But you know, I'll, again, I I'll look at what uh, Baltimore did to Tyree Kill, and they're I think they're going to do the same thing to Hawkinson. You know, gonna they're going to force golf to beat him outside the numbers, which you know we'll see. And they're gonna force him to run the ball thing. So
0: Quintis. Man, I like him. I like him. I
1: <laughs> might be playing him in a flex this week. I don't know.
0: All right. So one thing we overlooked that we didn't mean to is gonna be your uh how yeah. you did last week.
1: Yeah, so last week, uh, like I said, I I did a little I did worse on my tight ends again because Kittle burned me. Uh week one I finished uh Only four spots under. Uh, This week I finished 7.2 spots under, so still over-projecting. But this time I over-projected even more. But a lot of that was because of Kittle. I had two picks within four and two picks dead on. Uh, My two dead on picks were Travis Kelsey at one and Gronk at three. And they were also my two picks within four. But, you know, I look at Waller. He finished at nine. I had him at two. Uh, I had Logan Thomas at five. He finished at 13. Cost me eight spots. So that's a pretty, that's a pretty big two, but it's still not terrible. Uh, and then Kittle, again, cost me 21 spots. ESPN did a little better. Uh, Kittle did cost them 22 spots as well. But they had Hawkinson at four and Andrews at five. So, they did not have Thomas and they did not have Gronk. So, you know, they. Hawkinson finished at two, so they were only two spots off on him. And then Andrews finished at 10, so they were only five spots off at him. So, you look at theirs, they went minus 22, but then they went plus two, minus five, and dead on with Kelsey, where I went minus seven, minus eight. So, a little bit bigger number there, but not terrible.
0: Especially when it comes to how volatile the tight end position is,
1: it is. And just for reference, our top five this week was Travis Kelsey, Hawkinson, Gronk, Max Williams. Yes, you <laughs> heard right, Max Williams and Robert Tonyan. Uh, you know, the tight end in Green Bay is the most frustrating position to be. You don't want to be a tight end in Green Bay. No. Uh, So, you know, is Tanya going to have some top five weeks? Yes. Am I ever going to predict them? Probably not. (laughs) You know? Uh, And then is Max Williams ever going to have a top five week again?
0: No. He better not. They better get Hopkins some targets. Man, Rondell Moore needs more targets. That's Mm -hmm. who needs more targets. (laughs) But, yeah, Max Williams, I I think one of my deeper – dynasty leagues i had just dropped him and um and then he goes and puts up ridiculous numbers for him and i'm like oh my gosh and i end up losing by um like 20 points oh my gosh so it sucked. am i in this league no no this is going to be in a it's a 16 team moment gotcha oh
1: 16 teams yeah that's deep remember that 20 team league Oh. Played in last year on ESPN. Yes. Oh worse. my gosh, that was that was rough.
0: So let's uh, honorable mention.
1: Uh, honorable mention for tight end. Uh, I have Noah Fant. You said Gerald uh, Everett? No, not Gerald Everett. <laughs> I, I I had him as an honorable mention last week, and he burned me. Uh, so the pretty Swain. <laughs> I uh. I have Noah Fant uh, as honorable mention uh, this week. Uh, the Jets are going up against uh, the Broncos. Uh, mm-hmm. And the Broncos have, you know, they've been middle of the road against the uh, tight end. Uh, not a whole lot of receptions, zero touchdowns, about 70 yards. So, you know, again, middle of the road. Uh, for where they're at because there's a lot of teams that have like you know one catch tight ends are non-existent against the titans uh one (laughs) one catch for three yards (laughs) so uh you know a lot of teams that are really low on that but uh middle of the road for fan i think uh you know we talked about teddy uh on the qb podcast i think this is one of those like Trap weeks, I like to call it. You know, I don't know that. Uh, you know that they're, they're down, Chubb on the opposite side of Von Miller.
0: Uh,
1: so, um, who knows what can happen? I, they started off two and zero. I think the Cinderella story comes to an end at some point, and I think the After Jets. Two weeks, no. Yeah, I think the, <laughs> I think the Jets have have a chance to do it. Um, you know, they the the. Jets are taking a lot of flack right now, uh, but they are like top half against the running back. So I don't see Gordon or Williams just running all over them. Uh, and then you go to wide receivers uh, receiving yards uh, and touchdowns. And again, they're, at, they're more than at the top half. They're you, know, top four. Against the wide receivers this season, uh, mm-hmm. they've only given up 232 yards and one touchdown to the wide receiver. So, I uh, I think their weak spot is tight end, and I think Fant could have a good game, but I think the Jets could beat them. So, like, you know, they they're going to shut down everyone else, <laughs> or have the
0: ability to shut down. Have everyone the ability. Else. That is yeah. what. Yeah, because we don't ever get it wrong. The players just get it wrong. Yeah.
1: Uh, you know, like,
0: I I mean, that defense
1: is a lot better than people are giving it credit for because, you know, they've lost some games and they've looked pretty rough on offense trying to get things done, but there's not any skilled players on Denver's team that really just stand out to me. You know, Uh, Sutton looked really good last week, um, but can he do it again? Bridgewater hasn't been flashy. He's just not turning the ball over and he's making good decisions. And then, you know, Gordon had one big run. Outside of that, the run game's been just kind of average. You know, there's not anybody that I'm like, oh my gosh, they could just they're gonna destroy the Jets. I think <laughs> the Jets could could potentially win that game. Uh and I hope so because I need to win out of Zach Wilson. But I think Fant could have a big day against them.
0: Gotcha. So no Gerald Everett anywhere.
1: No Gerald Everett. Fant is my only
0: honorable mention to tight ends. All right, so let's go ahead and see how you did last week with wide receivers.
1: Last week with wide receivers, uh saw a very marginal improvement. <laughs> uh, week one, finished uh, 24.9 under. Uh, this week, I finished 23.5 under. So, again... Very criminal marginal criminal. improvement. Uh, ESPN also improved. They went from 29.7 to 22.3. So they still beat me in the wide receiver categories. Um, neither one of us had any dead-on picks. Uh, I only had two picks within four spots, and
0: they had
1: zero picks within four spots.
0: Uh, All right, so here we are coming in the week three. Are we really going to figure out, get more consistent with wide receivers, or do you see it being like this for the rest of
1: year? I think so. Uh, so, you know, last year I saw marginal improvements in wide receiver early. So kind of like – kind of the same trajectory I'm on now. Uh, same thing out of ESPN. I saw marginal improvements for them across wide receivers uh, the first few weeks because I kept up with theirs last year as well. And – just for my personal benefit to see how terrible or how good I was doing, uh, and there really wasn't a baseline uh, consistency until really about week five or six, because uh, the bye weeks start hot ha- happening. So, mm-hmm. so you kind of have some guys that uh, you're, you know, you're on the fence about. So, like, you know, this week. You look at Lockett and you look at DK and you look at the matchup and you're like, man, they can both be top ten, but will they be top ten? You know, so when they're on, and then that's the whole season for them trying to predict which one's going to finish better, Lockett or DK. So when they're on the bye week, that's two guys you don't have to worry about. You can focus elsewhere. You know, so you, it kind of helps you. It kind of helps you when the bye weeks start happening because some of the some of those guys that you're putting up there. Because of their name, because of what they're doing, you know, leading receiver in the league or whatever, you're you're looking at that name and they're on a buy, and it's like, okay, now I can really study and dive into some of these other guys. Uh, But I will say, wide receiver is always going to be, it's always going to be off by a pretty decently large margin. Uh, Quarterbacks you can usually keep within uh, six or seven spots or at least what I found last year, I was able, in ESPN as well, I was able to keep quarterbacks within four to five spots, running backs usually within, you know, 10 to 11 spots on great weeks within six spots, uh, tight ends, you know, again, uh, with the small sample size we were doing, you're able to keep it pretty pretty tight, but going back up to 10, it's going to start getting a little ugly. Right. Uh, and then uh, wide receiver – Was consistently right around the 20 mark. Uh, There were some weeks where ESPN might have been like 14 spots off or uh, average 16 spots off, and I was like 17 or 18. But wide receiver is tricky. You know, it's one, it's the largest pool. We're doing 20. And then also, it's the largest pool for fantasy. You know, Uh, most teams have three receivers. You know, most teams are running at least three receiver sets some percentage of the time, if not most percentages these days. So, a lot of different opportunities out there. You you just take last week, for instance, you know, without getting too far into it, Hill, uh, number one, and he finished 70. You yeah. know, 60 – there's not 69 better receivers in the league. You know, there's not – four better receivers in the league possibly, but he finished at 70. Uh, you know, you look at uh, my one of my bigger burns this week. Again, I put Antonio Brown on top 15, and he finished 95. Uh, so things like that. Uh, we, Omari Cooper finished at 71. So there's always going to be much bigger numbers to contend with when it comes to wide receivers.
0: Absolutely. So let's get into yours, and let's see who hurt you the most.
1: All right. So who hurt me the most? Uh, You just heard it. Uh, uh, AB. cost me 95 spots. Uh, I mean, 81 spots. Sorry, he finished at 95. I had him at 14. He cost me 81 spots. Uh, After that, it was close between... Uh, Mari Cooper and Hill. I had Hill at one. He cost me 69 spots. I had Amari Cooper at nine. He cost me 62 spots. So mm. that's big, man. That's big blows. Uh, and then DK, I had at two. He cost me 43. ESPN <sighs> had him at four. He cost them 41. So, like, you know, looking at some of these numbers, I was off on Hill 69, 43. Uh, 62 for Cooper, 81 for Antonio Brown. ESPN was off, 69 for Hill, 62 for Cooper, 50 for AJ Brown, uh, 36 for Allen Robinson. Those are, you know, you're gonna you're gonna see those on most every week. Uh, but you're gonna get some guys like Cooper Cup, who I had at eight, and finished one, so he was able to add seven back to me, which helps out that average. Uh, he added 11 back to ESPN. Uh, so uh, they had Lockett at 11 in their rankings. He finished uh, at 2, so he gave them back some a little bit. I didn't have him in mind. Uh, McLaurin was one that I had in mind. They didn't have in theirs. He finished at 3, so he gave back 6 spots. So you look at that. I had, uh, let's see, I didn't have, but... I had one within four spots, uh, two within four spots. I had Mike Evans at 11. He finished at seven. I had Calvin Ridley at 13. He finished at 17. Uh, mm-hmm. I did have a couple right on the outside. McLaren at nine. He finished at three, so six-spot difference. Cup at eight. He finished at one, seven-spot difference. And then I had Justin Jefferson at 15. He finished at 20. Uh, That's a five-spot difference. So a lot of – still a a decent amount of single digits. Uh, Some pretty good low digits I had. You know, I was only 10 off with Lamb, 10 off with Devontae Adams. Um, You look at ESPN, kind of the same story. You know, they were only 8 off with Lamb, 11 off with Ridley, 12 off with Jefferson, 9 off with Lockett, and 11 off with Adams. So, uh, like I said, ESPN's – and, and, I mean, wide receivers, not ESPNs, just wide receivers in general, are going to be hard to predict most weeks. Uh, really got to tune in on matchups for those guys. What cornerback's going to be on them? What's the defense look like? Are they going to be blowing somebody out so they're not going to you know, get targets? Like, ha- so much goes into to the wide receivers.
0: All I'm going to say is Tyler Boyd was the leading receiver. <laughs> the Cincinnati Bengals last week. Yeah, but that's some matchup. Not
1: saying a whole lot.
0: <laughs> All right, so let's get into your uh, your top twenty.
1: All right, so I'm on top twenty this week. Uh DeAndre Hopkins, uh, cup, cup uh Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, uh I finally stopped disrespecting Tyler Lockett and put him at five, Stefan Diggs at six. Uh, I have DK at 7, so yes, two Seattle receivers two. in my top Seattle 10. Receiver. Yeah, uh, Allen at 8, uh, Keenan Allen. Uh, AJ Brown up to 9. Thielen at 10. Uh, I have Chris Godwin at 11. I have DJ Moore at 12. I have Julio at 13. Uh, CD Lamb at 14. I have Brandon Cooks at 15. Calvin Ridley at 16. Justin Jefferson at seventeen, Robbie Anderson at eighteen, Debo Samuel at nineteen, and I have Marquise Brown at twenty. Hollywood.
0: So we, uh, why why Hollywood Brown? So great, he's not going to continue this.
1: I, I don't think so. Uh, he's finished uh, eight and twenty-one through two weeks. Uh so but he's uh, He's he is scoring. Uh so and that's why he's twenty. You know, I don't have him super high. Uh they I think uh have no one else to throw to, to be honest. Watkins has looked pretty decent there, but um, you know, the the running back situation there is gonna be two, sometimes three headed monster. Uh so I don't trust them getting catches. The Lions are pretty bad. I could see Brown catching a deep one on them. Uh, You know, I I just I think this is another good week for him to stay up there. Uh, I don't think he'll be up there a whole lot, but I think this is one of those weeks where I have him at twenty. He could potentially flirt with that top fifteen.
0: Where'd you have Allen Robinson? Uh,
1: so. I have Allen Robinson on my honorable mentions, and I dropped all pass catchers related to the Bears just because, uh, you know, I assumed Dalton wouldn't play. I didn't know before talking to you that they have officially ruled him out. But I assumed Dalton wouldn't play. And, again, I just – Fields didn't look great as a passer uh, in limited time. I think, again, rhythm can change that. I think looking to your number one target and Allen Robinson can change that. But uh, Robinson's been a little inconsistent through the first few weeks, so I, I just didn't trust him.
0: So, Who are your other honorable mentions?
1: Uh, he, so I have Robinson as my honorable mention. Uh, I have Marvin Jones as an honorable mention. And I have uh, the, uh, you know, oh, God, my mind just went blank. Uh, <laughs> uh you're the other guy from minnesota kj osborne good gosh kj osborne yeah i had him as an honorable why uh yeah. matchup again you know matchup again seattle and uh seattle's been in some knockdown drag outs you know they've been teams have been back and forth with them scoring on them so uh, he, I think they got they can get beat through the air. They're giving up three hundred and twenty-one yards to wide receivers, uh, through two weeks and three touchdowns. So, uh, you know, I think he it's one of those weeks where all Minnesota Vikings pass catchers and Seattle Seahawks pass catchers can have big days.
0: No man, I uh, I expect him to be closer to the thirty to sixty range back in that wide receiver three territory rather than um because man being i don't i just don't see him being able to keep this up
1: I, I don't either uh but you know i think he's hot right now and you know we're talking 20 wide receivers he's an honorable mention so realistically i'm thinking he'll finish between 20 and 25 somewhere which i think is realistic
0: all right, we'll take a look at that. And when the week comes and he doesn't, you're going to hear about it. So, <laughs> all right. You hear hey, about it.
1: You know, uh, it's okay. I'm still letting you hear about all these Tom Brady uh, hate <laughs> slanders that you're throwing around. Oh, man. Uh,
0: so All right, so you have Calvin Ridley where?
1: I have Calvin Ridley at 16.
0: At 16. And you also have Cal Pitts as a top four tight end, right? He's your number four tight end, correct? Correct. So that's two pass-catching options in Atlanta that are going to be tight end one, wide receiver one, territory. Uh, who do you expect to have a better week? Out of the 2 Mm-hmm. Kyle Pitts. Uh, You know, I think,
1: I think Kyle Pitts will have the better week. Um, you know, I think they could probably both end up around the six or seven catch mark again. Uh, but I can see really, you know, having six or seven for, you know, 70, 80 yards and no touchdowns. And I can see Pitts having those pretty identical numbers, but with a touchdown. Uh, so, uh, you know, I just look at what the giants have been able to do against the running back. And I mean, we're not going to be able to run on them. We're going to have to throw the ball, which I don't know if that's good because our offensive line cannot protect anyone. Uh, but. We're gonna to have to throw the ball, so I think both of those two guys. Uh, I mean, it's Matt Ryan's number one and number two option, or one A, one B, however you want to label it. Uh, they're gonna get the targets, they're gonna get the opportunities, and you know, uh, Ridley's got the tougher one-on-one matchup with Bradbury, so uh, I think I think Pitts is probably gonna benefit the most.
0: All right, and you had you also had Cooper Cup at two, is that correct? Uh,
1: yes, Cooper Cup at two.
0: Why? Why is he so high? Uh,
1: because the Bucks have given up 432 yards to receivers through two weeks and four touchdowns. Uh, you know, I know a little bit of that back and forth, back and forth with Dak in Week One, Uh, and then just you know, doing whatever they wanted to do to Atlanta Week Two. Uh, obviously, so those numbers are skewed a little bit because Atlanta had to throw the ball to stay in the game. And Dak – or, you know, to try to get in the game. And Dak had to throw the ball to stay in the game. So, those numbers are a little skewed. But I look at that game again and, you know, Stafford and Brady, I think it could be another one of those aired out games. Uh, I think uh, both of those guys are going to be throwing the ball all over. Cup has been uh, Stafford's favorite target through two weeks, and I don't see that changing any. I think okay. opportunities there. They've given up the most receptions to wide receiver. Uh and like third or fourth most third or fourth most yards. And so when I see that I look, okay, like most receptions, third or fourth most yards. So like maybe they're giving a lot of stuff underneath. And what does Cooper Cup do? Go underneath. Go underneath. And gets a lot of targets. So uh I like him a lot this week. Okay, okay.
0: So, is there anybody that you feel like is going to – that you don't have as honorable mention or in your top 20 that could burst onto the scene this week? Uh,
1: not – you know, I'm no sure Ron there's no someone – No, not Ron Tompkins. <laughs> <laughs> and, and part of that is because I have Hopkins at one, and they really – I mean, they've got to get Hopkins the ball. Uh, You know, I, I know they're winning, so – You know, they're not stressing about it yet. You know, receivers are always happy until they're losing. But, um, you know, DeAndre Hopkins uh, only catching four passes is not a reality. It's just not. So I don't know that Moore's opportunities are going to stay there. I think they're going to dwindle as Hopkins
0: go up. No, I think uh, Kristen Kirk very well see his uh, his role in the offense minimized whenever Rondell Moore continues to increase. Yeah, right now, that's, that's true. I believe uh, Rondell Moore is everything they wanted Kristen Kirk to be, and uh, he's just producing at a. Oh, and Andy B- Isabella, like this is what. Yeah, Kingsbury had in in, in mind my, for those league, guys, yeah. right? And um, I love to see Rondo Moore staying healthy because he was ridiculous his freshman year at Purdue. And man, I I was waiting for the day that he uh declared for the draft. Yeah, uh,
1: you know some other guys I want to talk about, uh, Julio, AJ Brown. Both of those guys made my top twenty this week. AJ Brown's been a little probably disappointing for most fantasy owners um you know i'm sure there's some guys uh that are a little frustrated with how early they drafted him but colts have given up the third most fantasy points per game to wide receivers uh so i think both of those guys could have a good day early you know i think i could see them getting going early uh through the air and then leaning on derrick henry the
0: rest of the way with the lead you know yeah man i i think what people really took for granted was uh, the efficiency of aj brown yeah. like what he could do with his six to seven targets um and now this is just an i guess regressing to the mean for him like yeah this, this is it you
1: know it's he's gonna have weeks like that too i mean he's got you know biased opinions aside he's got potentially you know top five top four and some people he's number one in my opinion, uh wide receiver of all time mm-hmm. on the other side of him this year. So I mean realistic expectations were he was gonna see a decline in production some weeks, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh and honestly, he would have seen it, I think, week one as well, if the Titans offensive line could have gave Tannehill time because I mean Julio was open a lot week one. Uh he had great separations uh with against arizona and i think that's going to continue to happen you know uh but he's going to get his weeks as well and i think this is one of those weeks he can get it
0: i got you who else do you want to spotlight so uh i'm gonna go robbie anderson Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah you also have dj Moore up there so i can't complain
1: yeah uh so i think um through two games, he and the Arnold have really shown uh that they can they you know they have a good connection, and they had one they just couldn't showcase it in New York uh, a problem. yeah, and so I think uh he's got that deep threat ability. Uh, you know, take the top off the defense, um, burn you right out the gate kind of opportunity. And, you know, as we touched on earlier, the, the Texans have given up a lot of deep passes this year. Uh, three touchdowns of over 20 plus yards. Uh, so I could see him connecting on a big one or maybe even a couple big ones uh, with Darnold this week. Uh, so I like him at 14. Uh, he's been a pretty solid receiver. Uh, through two weeks, I, di- I didn't check back on his numbers, but I know he's had he, you know, I think inconsistent numbers. I don't think he had a whole lot of catches one week, but he had a touchdown, and then he had pretty average catches the next week. Uh, and then the other one is uh, the the Lamb situation. I don't is Cooper going to play?
0: Mm-hmm. I am. I, I don't think so. I am
1: operating as Cooper not playing. Uh, So you're saying, I don't think so. Uh, and if he's not playing, uh, I don't know that that benefits lamb as much as people think it would. Uh, you know, I think, uh, the Eagles have been pretty good against wide receivers. They got a better defense than they show. Uh, and I think without Cooper, they're going to be able to kind of key in on lamb. So, that's why I had him drop so low. I think ESPN has him pretty high. I think they have him in his top 10. I uh, mm-hmm. had him at 14. Uh, I think he's still going to get his opportunities, but, uh, you know, they haven't given up. A, I think they've only given up one touchdown to wide receivers through the first two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, that, that was actually surprising me when I was looking at that matchup. I was like, you know, Eagles got a pretty good – you know, pretty good uh, – front seven, but what's that secondary doing? And uh, Those cornerbacks must be pretty good over there because they've only given up 176 receiving yards to the wide receiver, which is the lowest in the NFL right now.
0: I have a question for you, and uh, it's, it's concerning my team. So will everyone take the blueprint of the Ravens to stop Tyreek Hill, or is uh, that just an anomaly? Will everyone
1: take the blueprint?
0: No. Will they try?
1: Yes. Um, you know, we talk about some of the injuries that this Ravens defense has. You know, they're missing Marcus Peters. Uh, you know, the secondary doesn't look as good as we are used to seeing that secondary. Mm-hmm. But they, you know, they've got some good young guys. Um, you know, starting with my guy from LSU, Patrick McQueen. Uh, he was all over that field putting pressure on the homes in that game, and I think that's kind of part of it. You know, you can't you can't just run the cover two with two deep safeties and think you're going to lock down Tyreek Hill. You have to put pressure on the quarterback. Uh, and I don't know that there are many teams out there that could run a two-deep safety look and still get pressure on the quarterback. Uh, I think the Ravens are one of those teams that can do it because, you know, that's their specialty. Right. So... Uh, we'll see. I, I think some teams will try it, but I don't think they'll have much success
0: with it. All right. That's all work, cause I because I got it. I need him to have probably – s-
1: Don't sleep on Derwin James, though. This could be <laughs> – you know, uh, he's Tyreek Kill. You got to play him every week. You're right. never going to bench Tyreek Kill. Never. Especially when you have Pat Mahomes also in your stacking. Uh, but, I mean, I think you're going to live with – a game like yesterday because or i mean sunday night because you're going to he's going to blow up on somebody mm-hmm. you know uh it's going to help you it was unfortunate it happened the week it happened for you
0: oh man yeah go against uh probably one of the better teams in my division
1: yeah you know mm-hmm. i don't i don't know how many of the guys and ladies, in case they are listening, uh I don't know how many of them actually are tuning in to the podcast. I don't you know, like i said i don't I don't know if it shows who's viewing for you or not, but if they are uh clint man clint's got probably the best team he's ever drafted.
0: If they can put it together in one week it's gonna be scary. He has a kamar and Najee Harris. yeah, he has a Godwin and Lockett along with c d lambs it's it's a pretty I don't know how he put together that team. Where did he draft? Uh, the eight spot.
1: No, he traded up to four. I think he got Kamara at four, right? Kamara at four. He drafted out of the four hole, and you know, I'm I'm gonna go pull up his team, uh, just so we're not blindly talking about it. But
0: yeah, um, Stafford, Kamara, Najee Harris, Chris Godwin, Tyler Lockett, uh, Edwards, Elair,
1: Lane. That Lockett, that's who I was thinking of. I think what happened is Lockett, I think, has really caught – at least in our league, I'm not going to say a lot, but at least in our league, I think Lockett's probably caught some people off guard. Uh, And I think it has to do with the fact that I think most people in our league uh, are – fans of DK, whether they're Ole Miss fans or just DK fans, you know. Right. Uh, so I think we probably put a little more value on DK than maybe the rest of the outside world did uh, and less value on Tyler Lockett. Uh, and he has showed out, you know. Tyler Lockett, every, time, every year I'm like, oh, this is DK's team. This is DK's team. Nope, that guy's still there. Yeah. You know, uh, so Tyler Lockett has some big weeks for him. Uh, so I think that helps. And then, you know, I was a fan of Matthew Stafford coming in this year in the Rams offense. Stafford's played really well for him. Uh, and, you know, he made that big trade for Najee Harris, which he had Henderson before and uh, Juju Smith Schuster, who. Uh wasn't it juju? Isn't that who he traded? No, it was Will Fuller. Fuller, yeah, Fuller. He had shoot. he had Schuster last year. Uh but Fuller traded Fuller and Henderson for Harris, which, you know, to be determined how that's gonna play out, did it you know, did it help Kristen's team? Absolutely. Uh, you know, it gave her some depth where she didn't have any, but did it turn Clance into a super team? Absolutely. <laughs>
0: And uh, this week he faces Kristen, so she's got to reap what she sow.
1: Yeah. You know, I was really – you know, I don't pull for you a whole lot, but I was pulling for (laughs) you uh,
0: that week. You
1: know, I think Clint's – I think we got to get Clint's L's in early.
0: Yeah. Or, yeah, so he can get down on his team and trade his guys.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, Edwards Hilaire, you know, he's playing Edwards Hilaire as a flex, which I think is a good flex play. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know he's he's not catching as many passes like you and I talked about as we think he should be in that offense, but they still don't have anyone else. You know, yeah, he's not a productive uh, rusher at all. Right. So we'll see how uh, sure. we'll see how it goes. He's he's got a pretty good team. You know, he snagged uh J D McKissick up after you dropped him. Way to go! <laughs> uh, and then he's he got Sterling Shepard who I think's had a really good year so far. I mean, I know we're only two games in, but he's looked like he's had a pretty solid connection with Daniel Jones. He's definitely a team to watch out for this year, and I don't think we've ever had to say that about Clint. No, we
0: have not. Maybe in baseball.
1: Definitely in baseball. He is about the 3
0: Which This week you got Brennan, man. He has Brady Chubb, Julio, Hollywood, Cal Pitts, Gronk, just littered with guys mm-hmm. in your top tens your top 20 and um and what, how do you feel about your uh, your matchup this week
1: so you know our projections are always wrong i hate looking at them uh but looking you know looking across the board uh i i think i like russell wilson uh over brady uh i like Carson, he's got Jacobs in now. I think I like Carson and Swift as a one two better than I like Chubb and Jacobs just because uh, Jacobs is really downgraded in my opinion right now. Mm-hmm. Uh but wide receivers really scares me. Um, you know, but I got Brandon Cooks, I got DK. I feel pretty good about those two. If Ridley could give me six for like sixty, I'd feel pretty good about it. And, you know, my second, I don't have my second flex spot set yet. Um, right now, I have Chark in it. He is projected for 12. Um, and I, I'm debating between putting uh, James White back in or playing Quintess Cephas. Cephas, uh,
0: upside play, man.
1: Yeah, it, it is an upside play in a matchup that, you know, uh, I could hopefully win pretty easily. You know, I mean, who knows? Uh, Right now I'm projected to win by about 11 points. Mm -hmm. So uh, I just, you know, I'm worried about the floor on Cephas. You know, I think the floor is a little lower on someone like James White. Yeah. Uh, And him and Chark probably have the same floor, but Chark's probably got a higher ceiling.
0: It sounds like a headache over there, bro.
1: It is. It is. I I do like it, though. I, I think I'm pretty comfortable. I feel like I'm going to go three and on this week. Uh, You know, I know I had – man, I literally – I had Chubb. I had Jones. I had Brown. I had Pitts. I had Gronk. I had Brady. had all those guys up there, but I also had Wilson. I had Carson. I had Ridley. I had Metcalf. had Cooks. Um, You know, I look at my defense. Uh, I got the Cardinals defense against Jacksonville. Uh, you know, I hope Challenge Jones has another one of those week one games when they <laughs> scored me 27 fantasy points. So.
0: Oh, man. Uh, we need to go back to IDP. <laughs>
1: but, no, really, you know, I look at that. Like, uh, last week they scored really low. They scored three points. My defense did. But they only had one sack, and they gave up 27 points. Uh, Minnesota's got a really good offensive line. Jacksonville does not. So, you know, they didn't have any turnovers either. So, uh, that's going to change this week. They'll get some turnovers against Jacksonville.
0: We continue to watch Trevor Lawrence grow. It's painful, but – because I'm pretty sure he hasn't ever endured a season like he's already going through with two losses. Um, He
1: hasn't. It's going to be interesting to see how he responds.
0: Yeah, I I don't – think he'll uh he'll fold but I definitely don't like uh I wish there was a veteran there to kind of like ease him along, but they let all the young guys play nowadays
1: yeah you know make them or break them
0: a whole lot of breaking them like Josh Rosen though.
1: yeah you know it's it's really weird because uh you know I know we've been on here a while but you look at older generations like years back older generations of quarterbacks. They were built different. They were mentally built differently. You know, just in general, society was built differently. They were not coddled or anything like that. And we let those guys sit behind quarterbacks for two to three years before they got starts, you know, or a couple years. And then the generations, our generation, the generation that's coming up, you know, we grew up in the – overprotective generation i'll say so you know uh, where you know everything was kind of protected to a standpoint you know like everything's you know easier for the quarterbacks now they can't get hit in certain places they can't get hit uh you know certain ways things like that and but their egos and their mental makeup is a lot more sensitive you know the 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 nfl quarterback now is a lot more sensitive than it was and we're just throwing these guys out there to the wolves and they you know some some of them have not responded well the guys who have are, are having pretty good careers but the guys who have not you know you look at darnold in new york confidence was everything there the team was everything there he's looked really good through two weeks he's Made some boneheaded mistakes still, uh, and he's had some inconsistent throws. But just look what a good running back, good weapons on the outside, and a solid defense can do for somebody, you know?
0: Absolutely. A competent coach, all that. Well, Tegan, man, I appreciate you for tuning or coming in with me this week, and I appreciate everyone for listening. Uh, Any closing remarks from you?
1: I don't, man. I, uh, you know, I guess – you know we talked about uh, our QB draft earlier but mm-hmm. uh now that I know fields is starting I'm I'm looking forward to that game that that gets us back to our nine head to head matchups so
0: oh man to... I'm nervous now I'm a little worried <laughs> I'm excited man I I've enjoyed that part
1: of this season
0: Yeah man it's cool it's really cool that um man. That you were you were willing to do it with me because I know it it takes some time, but it's it's yeah. definitely uh rewarding to see my team beating you. Uh, come,
1: on. it's three <laughs> games, four games. I'll I'll make that up this week.
0: We'll see. But peace out, man.
1: Have a good one.